people of Earth. We have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready in three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Craig Anderson. And I'm Lou Quinto. Today we're going to be talking about strategies. There was a bit article that we read in the Harvard Business Review which talked about what strategies are and how often companies mistake strategies for something else and why that can hold them back. So today we're going to talk about three areas around strategy for your business as you're thinking about what the strategies are that really drive your business forward. So one, Lou, is that companies mistake strategies for goals or objectives for the business. Those are two different things. The second one is when you've identified your strategies, it's not enough just to state them and say, here's our strategies, everybody follow it. It's about explaining the kind of why of your strategies. And the third part is really a piece that I know is close to your heart about strategies means change in organizations and you can't always do the same things that you've always done. So I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun when we get to the third point today. Oh, yes. so for That's the yeah. way we've always done things. That's the way we've always done. So we could just go back and take snippets of like 15 of our episodes and just cut <laughs> yeah. out a new one for this one. Yeah. So. Your word is intentional. My phrase is that's the way that's we've right. done things. That's right. It seems like that's a common thread in, in our podcasts here. Absolutely. So. Well, why don't you talk about the first one about companies making mistaking strategies for goals, Lou? Yeah. A, a strategy is a plan and they are linked to goals. But a lot of times, and, and it comes down to communication you will hear organizations saying that our strategy is to be a leader in the industry. Well, that's not your strategy. That's your goal. That's your objective. Your strategy is how are you going to achieve that? And until you have defined what that strategy is, and that requires developing tactics. So once you develop your tactics, your tactics then become your assignments for who's going to do what, when are they going to get it done by? And all of those tactics lead up to whatever that goal or objective is that you have. That's, it's not your strategy. Your strategy is the overall plan to achieve that particular goal of objective. How would, would you word it any differently than that, Craig? I add a little bit of a spin to it. So every month when I teach my masterclass on how to build a business plan that works, we break out the differences between strategies, objectives, and action plans. And right. strategies really define how you're going to run your business under the methodology I use. It's the things we're going to do and it's the things we're not going to do. And it's right. how we're going to run our business. And those are so important you know, when you're interviewing people they want to know how your business is going to work. And if you haven't identified what those strategies are and you say, well, our strategy is to be the number one in every international market. Well, that's a goal. The right. strategy is how you're going to get there. What are the business practices you're going to follow? Right. That to me is the key piece of thinking through a strategy. Well, and the other thing I, I, I like that you said, because it's a problem solving technique is that when you're dealing with any type of situation, you need to ask questions to help define what is and what is not. Right. And a lot of people don't take the time to develop the what is not up front. And then what ends up happening is your strategy begins to creep into areas that are not really getting you to move toward what that goal and objective is. And so it, you know, I use the example of my father. My father used to say curfews at 11 o'clock. It's not at 11.01, it's not at 11.05, 
it's at 11 o'clock. And as a teenager, that drilled it in. It told me what is curfew, what is not curfew. So if I knew I walked in at 11.01, I was going to be in trouble. The same way when solving a problem or creating a strategy, particularly if you're creating your strategy, Craig, as you and I both know, everyone does it well in advance. If you don't delineate from the very beginning and define what is it we are not going to do, you're going to find people on your team that are going to see shiny objects and they're going to start gravitating toward those shiny objects when technically those are is not areas. We don't want to be there. We want to maintain focus. Yeah, you're you're a hundred percent right. I worked in an organization where the CEO, you know, at the end of a two day strategy retreat, said, "That's all great, but I don't want to rule anything out. So let's keep it open." And when you do that, it's your team. Everything's an opportunity. So you yeah. spend a lot of time running around looking at all these things. When instead, you say, "This is what we do. This is what we don't do." And I I kind of tell my clients, think about it when you're at the bowling alley with the little kids and they have the bumpers in the in the gutters. That's what the strategy is. It's those bumpers that tell you this is as far as we go. This is as far as we go over here. And this is really the realm that we're working. You bowl? I've seen bowling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm finding out something new about you. That's I didn't right. bowl. Yeah, my bowling league's been <laughs> shut down for months because of the COVID. So no, it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So and all those times we wore those shoes and didn't even think about germs or anything. That's, <laughs> I think we need to find that spray that those guys used to spray in those because they killed everything. <laughs> we hope. All right. Before we go too much further down the digression of bowling, let's talk about strategic, you know, how you communicate the logic behind your strategic decisions. Why is that important? Well, well, first of all, and again, we're talking about communicating and you've got a strategy that you want to do. If you don't communicate, and I'll call it the why. I mean, you know, Simon Sinek wrote a book. If you haven't read it, definitely get it. And it's called Why. And I think it applies primarily to people finding your why. But I think organizations need to also identify what their why is too and communicate that to everybody. Again, that's that brass ring that's on the old merry-go-round that as you go around, you're constantly focusing on seeing that brass ring. And so in communicating it properly, you're getting everybody on the same page, moving in the same direction, rowing at the same time. If you want to use that old, you know, motivational poster team work. Those are all of the areas that communication will help you to define why we're doing what we're doing and what your part in this strategy is so that you can become the most engaged and best team player possible. Yeah, I, I want to dig in on what you said there about getting that engagement. I think that's an important piece of strategies. When everybody in the organization understands why you're doing what you're doing, it's so much easier for them to get aligned because then they can start driving down. All right, if this is why we're doing this thing, here's how my job has a role in it. And if you right. look at some of the employee engagement studies, when people understand how their role in the organizations drive strategies, mission, vision, and all those things, they're much more engaged because they understand the why of it. Um, I've had that book sitting on my shelf for far too long. I probably do need to pull it out and actually read it. Uh, but it looks impressive on the shelf. Uh, but so, so like these, yeah, like back there. I, <laughs> Lou is very learned because he has books. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just a quick impression. Oh my, he has books. <laughs> yeah, I see my gears. I'm just always thinking. Uh, so, 
communication. This is one of you those need, things we you like. Need to, you need to define that though for people listening on the podcast. I mean, you've oh. got you've got gears behind you. It's because you're not in a factory. It's because yes. of your wall hanging. That's correct. <laughs> so the the thing with strategies and communication, this gets back to something we've talked about recently in one of the other podcasts is communication is one of those skills that they don't teach in business school, but it's right. so crucial to the success of your organization is getting in front of everybody and helping them understand the why of what it is we're doing. So mm -hmm. it's, it's something I don't think you know, great leaders do it well and poor leaders just do a poor job of it. Yeah. It, I think during this time, and I probably can't count, on both hands, three thirty times. How many times you and I have mentioned communication over the since this COVID situation has hit has become so important. And one of the things that you and I have both found is that our communication skills have been we've taken them for granted for so long, and we really need to do a good job communicating. And a lot of people think communication is a one-time thing. If I say it once at the town hall, as you said, everybody's got it. No. Uh, when I ran a congressional campaign, one of the rules in congressional campaigns when it came to advertising was that you had to run an advertising an advertisement at least 12 times for an individual to see it 12 times, to create that impression, to understand what the message was, what was your political stance, what your name was. And if you didn't do it, if they didn't have that 12 impression you know, in their mind, then they wouldn't get it. And it's the same thing at work. If you think you said it too many times, say it another 10 or 12 times because yeah. there are people who just didn't hear it. Yeah, by the time you're sick and tired of hearing yourself say it, that's when people are just starting to get it. That's, Probably. you're right, 12 times is kind of a minimum bar. And, and if you look at the book, um, Crucial, was it Crucial Conversations? No, Five Dysfunctions of a Team. In the narrative in that book, every, the CEO, she opens every meeting with, a factual statement about what, what their position is and what they're trying to achieve. And it feels stupid. Right. But it's so important because in every meeting you're level setting people. So yeah. goes back I, to close cover before lighting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, we, on a matchbook cover, oh. you know, <laughs> close cover before lighting. Why is it there? Because people didn't pay attention and they ended up catching the whole book of matches on fire and houses burned down and things like that. You got to keep wow. it in front of people. <laughs> so we've kind got of bowling and matches. All right. Those are the big <laughs> takeaways so far. I could have gone to shampoo, lather, rinse, and repeat, but I don't use shampoo, obviously, <laughs> with a bald head, so I didn't go there. <laughs> there it is. All right. So before we beat that too far, <laughs> let's talk about the last piece and get right into your sweet spot, Lou, around strategies meaning change. Yeah. Yeah. What Again, we every business lives in an environment that's not static. And if a company isn't embracing change constantly, I truly believe that they're not going to be around a long time because everything around them is changing. And if in the minds of the employees of that's the way we've always done it, one of the things you have to realize is why are they saying that? They're saying that usually because management has told them that's the way we've always done it. So if you want to get a mindset, a growth mindset, it's going to be developed at the top. 
Because if the top leaders of an organization have that growth mindset, they are never saying that's the way we've always done it. And they are embracing change in order to meet the challenges and obstacles that they're going to be facing moving forward. Because the road constantly changes. It's not the same. It's not like driving through Texas. No offense, no offense to our Texas listeners, but you get on some roads in Texas and it's just straight and there's nothing there. That's not the way business is. Business is filled with lots of, you know, detours and roadblocks. And, you know, all of a sudden something, something new has popped up. And if you don't change and quickly, you're not going to be successful. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really hard to break habits of a business. I've come into businesses where I came in a leadership role and you have to really work hard to unravel what's been raveled around of how we've always done it that way, or this is always our set of choices, or these are the only things we can do. Bringing in that strategy and really defining it for the organization by itself means there's going to be a lot of change coming on. And I, you know, a lot of people want to go, oh, change. But change is what makes your business successful. Change is yeah. the, what's the thing? The only constant is change. Yeah. You've got to be able to, as a leader, say, hey, this is where we're going. How we're going to get, I use this example in a lot of my workshops is, hey, you know, we're going from Indianapolis, and since we're talking about Texas, to, to Houston. And we're not going to lose faith in the fact that we're going to Houston. And we're going to lay out a map to get there. But you know what? We may have to take a detour here. There'll be an accident. There's road construction. We're going to have to move around a little bit, but we don't want to ever lose faith of where we're going. But right. we can't be so beholden to how we thought we were going to get there that we end up sitting in traffic for hours. That's yeah. really how you can increase the pace of change to have a successful company and beat out your competitors, achieve your goals and get to success faster is being willing to change the habits of the organization and, and start moving forward. Yeah. And again, every leader within an organization needs to realize that that's not the way we do things is you're a dinosaur if you believe that there's particularly these these days during the COVID, what was it i think we've said this a few times we've probably realized 10 years worth of progress in a few short months because everybody had to change in normal business situations with a strategy we have time to change and it's almost like we give people the option do you want to change or if you don't want to change it's up to you and most people go, you know what? I like the way we used to do it. So I'm going to stick that way. No, you, you've got to put yourself in that mindset if that if you want to grow, your mind has to be open to new opportunities and new ways of doing things to become, and I'll say it again, how can we become more efficient? How can we become more effective? Those are two areas that every organization needs to focus on, particularly in these times. All right. So Craig, what are your key takeaways from today's episode on strategies and why do they fail? I think I, what was running through my head on that last bit from you was the idea of evolve or die. That's probably not the main takeaway I have, but, but it's a good one. Uh, the, the key here in strategies is understanding what strategies are, realizing that strategies are the ways you make decisions. It's the ways you run your business. It's how you look at opportunities. That to me is a key piece of where you start in the discussion is knowing what a strategy is and knowing what it means for your business. So that was my big takeaway today. How about for you, Lou? Yeah, my, my, my key takeaway, and I'll go back to it, is you can develop a great strategy, but it will fail if people are unwilling 
to change what they're doing because any good strategy is looking at doing things differently to get to an objective or to a goal. And in order to do things differently, the people on the front line have to have that growth mindset of, I'm gonna do things that are more effective and will help make us more efficient in order to get to that. And it requires change. People have to embrace change. That's my big key takeaway. All right, so we should add in David Bowie changes to the mix as we take out of this. Although we probably won't pay the royalty, so we probably ought yeah, not to do I was that. Gonna, I was gonna say, Craig, we can't afford to pay David Bowie <laughs> for changes. All <laughs> so right, anyway, well, why don't you bring me, us home, Lou? All right, so we hope you've enjoyed today's episode on strategies, why do they fail, with Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and like it, share it with individuals that are working on strategies or will be working on strategies in the next few months as the end of the year comes closer to us. In addition to that, also subscribe so that this way every Thursday, if you've forgotten, you'll get a little notice that Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership is posted in another video. For those of you who like to listen to us instead of watching, remember, we can be downloaded on all of your favorite podcast platforms. So until next time, keep your hands washed, keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson.